Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm the Claw. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Where were you? Having sex. Well, I hope it was with someone very special. No, see, that's the thing. I don't even like her, but she's partner, and I thought I could help my career by making her squeal. I'm Jose Canseco. I'm Jose Canseco. It was me. Cue the theme song. I can't lie. I'm kicking my ass. Here I So what I'm going to do is piss and moan like an impotent jerk and then bend over and take it up the tailpipe. Jordan Faceback, swoosh, and that's the game. New in the building? Yeah, I just moved in Monday. Everybody's been real nice. Well, that's because you have big jugs. Ding, ding, ding. What do we have for her, Johnny? Here goes. I sped. I followed too closely. I ran a stop sign. I almost hit a Chevy. I sped some more. I failed to yield at a crosswalk. I changed lanes in the intersection. I changed lanes without signaling while running a red light and speeding. All right. Do you like Jim Carrey? Because he tore some shit up in box offices in the 90s and early 2000s. Uh, and none may be greater than him as Fletcher Reed in 1997, Liar, Liar. Uh, Jim Carrey, Miranda Tierney, or sorry, Maura Tierney, uh, Jennifer Tilly, and some other faces you may recognize here and there, like Carrie Elius. Um, and Hartley, I guess. Who is the Who plays the, um, the other lawyer? Uh... I forget I her name. I have no idea, to be honest with you. Swoosey Kurtz. Jason Bernard. Was she somebody? Swoosey Kurtz is Swoosey. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know she had a funny name like her that. Her goddamn um, name is Swoosey. Swoosey! Have you worked with her? No. No. Judd Apatow has an uncredited rewrite of the script. Um, This is like, was really leaning into Jim Carrey as he worked up through... Uh, Ace Ventura and then The Mask and some other things so this was like really where he was catching his stride because this movie relies a ton on Jim Carrey's physical comedy a ton to a point where I was like wondering how it was going to feel with you guys for like silliness versus you know actual dramatic story and uh, all that kind of stuff and whether it worked out or not but we can get to that eventually um yeah, I think so. And this rang in at 86 minutes for runtime, which is nice really got me excited. I was like, shit, yeah, it's not going to have any like slow spots or anything. And it did, unfortunately. But we'll get to that as well. And was made for 45, made 300 million in the box office. This is just like people were desperate for a comedy like this. And I remember way back when seeing this and l- laughing quite heartily. And um, yeah, it was on the Jim Carrey train. Were you guys a Jim Carrey fans as he came up? Absolutely. Everybody was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How could you not be? Of course. But does it hold up when Fletcher Reed uh, doesn't, uh, isn't the best dad? Very busy with his job, uh, and he's a little bit of a piece of shit. So complicated character. But he does seem to have some moments of authenticity, and you do see early on that his ex wife looks at her and the boy together fondly, but they're divorced and she's moving on with life. So Fletcher's got to deal with the ex-wife and is she moving away and do I like her still because I was just a jerk 
and the boy Max, he's very important. Uh, but Fletcher just is a horrible, horrible guy. And so his son at exactly eight 15 on his birthday wishes that his dad couldn't tell a lie for a day. And Fletcher indeed cannot tell a lie and is cursed. Dun dun. And he's got to fight that. Uh, and he's doing a case where he was, you know, basically talked himself into running the case by saying he's basically willing to lie and make up crazy stories and then uh, use evidence to defend those stories as lawyers are going to do. Uh, but he has trouble doing that when he can't lie. I like how short this movie is and it does move along pretty good for the most part. Hey? True. It does. True statement. And, yeah. okay, yeah, go One go thing on. I really noticed this time that did bother me though was the music. <laughs> it was not only loud, so loud that a lot of the time it drowned out even Jim Carrey screaming. It also so wasn't did, appropriate. Yeah, it was very over the top, crazy music. Like the most it over felt the like top Disney adventure. Yeah, yeah. It's. I was really surprised how, and because it was also the sound mix made the music so loud, it was hard for you to ever ignore the music. Like and just enjoy the movie. Like we were talking about this another on another movie where I didn't even notice the music, and you guys were saying that it was good. Last week's wasn't uh, it? Maybe. So I didn't even know if I don't notice the music, but there's music. That means the music is good. In this, it was like the music was a sledgehammer, and anytime there's a joke or anything, I was like, wah, wah. it's just like oh, we're pointing out the joke at the music. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I I would give it bad grades on music. Um, it was just the very first thing I noticed that I that really st- stuck out to me that was a as a negative. Um, it, <clears throat> yeah. It, it it's it's weird because the music is so comedic and over the top, and then in a lot of scenes Jim Carrey is too. Uh, but then like his family and son and stuff are less kind of that silly. So they, they like really play with the swaying of the, you know, actually semi-realistic dramatic stuff, like having issues with your ex-wife and your son maybe going to move away. Those are like real issues and they play those off as real issues. And then Fletcher is just, he gets away with a lot of shit. Um, and it like, I don't know if they felt like they needed that much music to really hammer it home, but like Jim Carrey makes it pretty obvious when you're supposed to laugh because he's yeah. just he's he's a funny guy well yeah. i think the only people who don't play their characters completely over the top the whole movie are the son and the mother even yeah. even carrie eloise's character oh, no. is so yeah. over the top like i i was really surprised that that his, at his performance this time too i mean i'd always found him super annoying but he uh, he really the director really wanted I don't the director wanted everybody to go for it apparently it was almost like well, everyone was having a competition to match Jim Carrey or something <laughs> but not I don't weird. know right the opposing lawyer his wife like most of the Jennifer other Tilly in this, like I feel like everyone pretty else. straight the over Jennifer Tilly's over the top the opposing lawyer is over the top the the opposing not, the opposing uh, lawyers over the top oh yeah I found her character to be over the top. What? She, she doesn't goes, scream she goes or anything, f- but no. her acting is over the top. And yes, the, the guy, her, the, her client, the <laughs> husband, is the only one who's also acting is not over oh, the top. Oh, Kenneth, the, 
Kenneth Falk, he's awesome. He plays the more of a super straight slick, character. The slick douchey guy, but when he gets yelled at, he like goes out, yells a little bit. Like the people have weird moments in this that I think match at to some degree the level of insanity that Jim Carrey goes to, but for the most part, like he he stands out as like, well. Yeah, holy like he hell. Out. You don't notice how over top over the top everyone else is. Because Jim Carrey's over the top drowns them out, yeah, but uh, but there is a lot of over the top acting. Once again, it, it doesn't have anything to do with the level of their voices or are their an, the animation of their bodies, but it's it's the do acting th- is so over the top. It's just like if they're upset, they're like so over the top upset. Or it's got to be on purpose, yeah. isn't it? Do you it, think well, they do that on purpose? Well, I, like I just think the director was driving it. Like, you aren't a real lawyer. You're like, I live in this world where Jim Carrey is, like, tolerated. Yeah. A man that acts like this would be tolerated. So now you be the normal, but in that in that universe, I guess, would be the way I think of it. Like, his a, exa- a great example is his uh, the partner, that woman who sleeps with him. She's incredibly <laughs> over the top. I mean, in every scene. Uh, yeah, no. Incredible. The sex scene's the most obvious, but where she, where he's on the phone and was with his that wife sex and or was that uh, that was consensual? Was it consensual sex? I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. But I don't it think was so. very, uh, it was very over I mean, the top. I mean, that's he what called his, his wife was. to to do that. He he purposely he did it. it. I know. Well, but I mean. He definitely could have. Been, uh, see, what show was I just watching not long ago? That's like this. Um, the morning show. It's like that's the boss lady who can guarantee him partner as long as he like gets going. And he he's like, no, he's not into it at the first. And then she like b- bites his lip, and I think he pretty much feels compelled at that point. And then well, obviously he didn't like complain afterwards. But I don't know. It's still. I guess if you look at it under the Louis lens, this is definitely <laughs> sexual assault. You, yeah, the the power dynamic is fucked immediately. That makes this not good. It yeah. would have been interesting to see this. What they would could have done with this movie had they had they worked a lot more on the script and toned his character down and pulled it back a little bit mm-hmm. and seen what would have happened. But it just seems like the screenwriter and Carrie both just kind of went crazy wild. And uh, this movie was tailor made for him, like a hundred percent. Like no, no one else. Who else gonna, could do no this? One, no one could do this. I mean, nobody. He, this movie, when it, when this movie works, the only reason it does work is because of him. And when it's funny and uh, and you laugh, it it is it's because of him. I mean, like the I bet the script would be awful he, to read. Oh, it would be terrible to read. the <laughs> The boardroom scene where he goes in and he roasts everybody is hysterical. <laughs> like I love that scene. Even even his delivery where he doesn't want to say say the stuff about his boss and he he does it in that pinched tone where (laughs) yeah and then goes crazy and stuff like yeah no there's no one on the planet who could do these scenes other than Jim Carrey not even a Robin Williams could have Robin Williams is a different style I do think I do think Robin Williams could do this movie but it wouldn't be the same I do think yeah I do think Robin Williams could stand into this I kept thinking John Ritter too but it, maybe it would be too much even for him. But I think it's too much know. for John Ritter. But I do think um, I do think Robin Williams was crazy like this and zany like this. He was. You're right. Yeah. It would be different performance. 
But it would be it would be definitely be big and over the top. So it was a great comic, this, uh, like physical comedy. Um, I just think he's like a he's a he's more like a like a Kramer physical than a Jim Carrey face craziness. No, that's fair. <laughs> and the, and the writing there's some there's some good writing in the beginning. I noticed like where they establish the kid says his dad's a liar and. Yeah, and, right in the uh, beginning it, they do that well. Yeah, it's oh. really smart. Good. That's good. One, some good like simple writing to like establish the theme and, and one then, thing. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say one thing um, that I found funny, and both Nat and I noticed, and then we thought about it for just a moment after. There's there's the only voiceover in the movie in that birthday scene with the boy, and it's when they have his wish aloud. He wishes in his head that shows his face and his lips don't move. So he's like, I wish my dad couldn't tell a die for just one day. And I was like, God damn it. I was like, this movie would be instantly improved if they didn't have that voiceover because it would have been locked in on the kid's face and he would have looked confused and then determined and he would have blown the candle out and then it would have shown the the wind flapping with the, the smoke of the candles and you'd be like, ooh, some spooky shit's happening. And then Jim Carrey is instantly changed and within five minutes he's in his office saying, I can't lie. And it's just that little bit of extra oomph, that little bit of mystery. It would have been like, what did the kid, like, what did he wish for? It would no, just last five actually, more minutes, but it would have been so much better than that stupid voiceover. So fuck I never voiceover. noticed that. You're totally 100% right. That's a very good point. Because the directing yeah. is very good on that scene. Me and Brent were talking about it. Like, not only was the directing good, but, like, the directing led to the that where the camera lands on him. And even the music is good. That's the only time where maybe the music is good. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she asked him how it was. And then he... And then as the camera lands on him, he, he's tell, he can't lie for the first time. And it's fucking really good directing there and writing, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yes. I, agree. I do like your idea, John. I do think it adds a little bit of mystery. It's and just then that, a little. that beginning comedy then is a little bit more intriguing because you're like, what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? What yeah. is it? What is it? <laughs> and exactly? he has yeah. the conversation with the kid later and the kid says it later on in the movie. We would have already known, but like for anyone who was like so dumb <laughs> that they didn't yeah. get it. The kid says it later, explaining it like out loud. He, so he says exactly need... what he did. I know. Yeah, and there's so much about the kid not liking his dad lying. It's just obvious. You're right. You don't need the voiceover. Yeah. You you shouldn't be seeing movies if you're so dumb that you didn't get that. Yeah. Yeah. You it should just, just a... do something else. Maybe. You shouldn't be driving either. <laughs> he should be doing anything. But yeah, no. So there is some good writing here, though. The, there, there's a lot of good setup and stuff, and they it does a good job of establishing the characters. Once again, Jim Carrey and his wife. There's a lot of good characterization when he goes over to the house with his son and stuff to pick him up. Um, I yeah. just it, they make him such a bad father, though. Like uh, e- even Brent, when he was watching the movie, was like commenting on like as a father, like how you'd fuck your kid over. You pick your kid up for their birthday. You take them, you tell them they're going to take them to something they're going to really love. Then you go to work and work comes up and you're like, no, we're not going anymore, even though it's your birthday. What kind of <laughs> fucked up father does that? Like, 
that is the worst type of psychological abuse you could do to a child. Yeah. It's almost is unforgivable, it? kind of. Well, something something else that's really interesting in this movie is um, every time I watch this movie, I remember feeling really bad for Maura Tierney as the ex, and she's, like, trying so hard. But this time watching around, she, like, uses the kid as a weapon in this in a way that I I didn't quite pick up on in the past. But, like, she says she's not just doing, just going to Boston to spite Jim Carrey, but it seems like actually she's, like, doing the thing she knows that'll hurt him the most, which is take the kid away. She doesn't like Carrie Elliews at all, right? So it's that's kind of... I didn't think about that as much They've as They've never even said I love before. you. Brett pointed that out. They're saying I love you at the end on the plane. How are they even having yeah. a conversation about moving to a whole new <laughs> How city? How are you together? taking my kid away from me and you don't even love the person you're with? Like, that is absolutely yeah. spite, John. And, yeah. and I fucking don't like it too, that part. It just yeah, feels I, like it feels so arbitrary because like, what are you taking him away from? You're going to take your kid away from the dad that he never sees anyways. Well, what the fuck is the difference going to be? Yeah. Like you may as yeah. well just stay here and you're robbing the kid so that he can be with fucking Magoo. Yeah, I know. I know. And they, they make Carrie use like such a like, a, but he's a nice guy and he like sounds like he's got a great job. So like, what the fuck is wrong with her? It's like, it's just all felt so wrong. Even if he is a bit Magoo. I don't, not, I, don't, he, I don't believe Carrie Eloise's character at all. There's no way he's a hospital administrator or he's the administrator <laughs> of a Taco Bell. Like, there's no way that that <laughs> character is getting a job of that level. He has zero confidence. I don't think there's any way a character is getting laid. Yeah, girls don't want to fuck that In that guy. last scene on the plane when they were like, he was like, I love you. And she's like, mm, thank you. Uh, I, I think I turned to Nat at that point and I was like, these two never fucked. Never. No. There's no way she ever No one wants guy. him. He's never going to lick your ass. <laughs> no. He's going to wash his hands immediately after you finish <laughs> sex. This guy is a fucking, he's not an interesting <laughs> partner. No, like if he had been a little bit more badass, right, it would have made her decision a little bit more difficult and less like she was using the kid as a weapon. But this time around, I'm like, there's no way anyone's into that guy unless yeah. it's to make their ex-husband jealous. And then I can, they can also be with a person they can totally control the narrative so they don't have to like have typical relationship issues or push back on anything. So yeah, she was very different in my eye this time. And then that made the the fucking ice cream on top ending a little bit harder to swallow too because I, I mean, thought I forgot about that I thought that once he crashed in the plane then everyone kind of walked away as friends and then but they never got back together but then they fucking throw the get the back together oh god the ending is so not only is that part but <laughs> even the, the scenes between him and his son where he's on the stretcher and he's telling his son how much he loves him and wants to see him and hug him <laughs> It's just like, this is like not, the writing is terrible. His performance is not good. The ultra like fucking sentimentality in the last like five to seven minutes of this movie and like how everything just wraps up in like the tidiest bow is really hard to swallow because there's zero truth in it. Even for a movie like this, like... It would have been far more interesting if he would have gained... If if the audience would have thought what's a, a Carrie Eloise was Magoo, but you would have realized that there was something good about him and figured out why she was with him, 
and why the relationship was better than with with Jim Carrey and he makes up with her and stuff and gets to be a good father again but he doesn't end up with her yeah like Like, that all felt so not true like so fake like you have to earn these endings and this movie does not earn that ending well, an interesting thing about the ending is that the whole premise of his genius win is actually not a valid premise. Cause <laughs> is that right? There is a set amount of time that a minor has to decide not to go along with a contract they signed when they were the minor. If they don't act within that short amount of time in California, that amount of time is two years. Those kids are definitely older than two years. So once you become uh, of the age, um, you have two years to be able to to decline the it's contract. It's like a statute otherwise, of limitations. Yeah, otherwise you are accepted, accepting the terms by not by not opposing them, right? So but, yeah, her whole thing I, at the end wouldn't have stood anyways. <laughs> the the other thing that really bothered me this time round was the Jennifer Tilly character. Um, uh, Brent used the word when we were watching the movie the mustache twisting uh, um, yeah. she she starts off in the the first time we meet her she starts off talking about her ex talking about her indiscretions as she felt very guilty about it that she not only cheated on him once but she cheated on him seven times she keeps bringing that up so clearly someone with a conscience because she's like yeah but I've cheated on him like seven times not a mustache twisting character. She also like says that he's a good father and is completely fine with a good father like him getting joint custody. But then as soon as Jim Carrey gives his spiel, she completely does a 180 and becomes a fucking monster of a human being who yeah. will fuck over her husband for every penny that he's got and treat her kids like pieces of shit that she buys and sells. Like, she does that from one speech from Jim Carrey. She completely changes as a character. That's the so thing that, that doesn't make no sense. sense. She's the one. It's, she's the betrayer. She's the cheater. She's the one that fractured the relationship. We've already established that he's a nice guy. And we see him with his kids being a nice guy. So when you have her just, like, out of the blue decide to fuck over the guy that... that uh, just there's no cause for her to do that. Like you're the dick and now you're like got to be an even bigger dick after you win again. Like that, it does not make any fucking sense. Her, her move at the end. Her character just doesn't feel believable at all. Yeah. Um, I mean like mustache twisting is a, is a great word. Cause and like Jim Carrey was so over the top with his douchebagginess at the start of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. They kind of switch, right? So to, to to by comparison, make Jim Carrey seem like he really gets what's going on. I don't know. I, I don't know if this is the type of movie where I really need a, a complicated villain like that. Because I, I was thinking about it. Like all my favorite stuff in this movie is when he's in the courtroom. But this movie is really about a father-son kind of thing, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. So, it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I had a point there. I was just saying. <laughs> Fair enough. I like, so I, I, I mean, I found myself laughing many, many times 
and remembering the dialogue of many many scenes and and Jim Carrey's performance and stuff in those scenes like I said the scene where he 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 roasts everybody in the boardroom or are the courtroom scenes the one scene that didn't really work for me this time was the scene where he beats himself up yeah I didn't think That's... it was very funny this time I and I don't know why but I watched it twice actually because Brent had missed it I can't have an opinion on this scene because I went to the bathroom and then I came out and Colin basically said, look how shitty this scene is and then played the scene for me. And I was like, he's like, isn't that shitty? And I said, you should let me watch the scene and then see what my thoughts are. Like, I can't fucking find it good now. I, I, I was just so shocked because I used to think it was brilliant, but but this time what I just didn't think it was very good. I still think his tagline at the end of that, where he's like, where he's like, what, the, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm kicking my ass. Like, do you mind? I think that's funny still the way he does yeah. it. I think Carrie is says the performance. Funny. Yeah, when he's the, his performance of the line is good, and even in the courtroom when he comes back, his line is good too. Where the judge asks him who it was or what he looked like, he and he's like, he's a madman, six two, gangly, big teeth. That's all really funny shit. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. That's funny. It was the him beating himself up, the physical of him beating him up that I didn't think was funny. Fair enough. But his dialogue yeah. and performance, yeah, and pre with the peeing and then coming back was all brilliant. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you fix that because I mean, like, like, he put so much effort, physical effort into beating himself up. Yeah. To, to cut that out, I mean, would have been very mean, but... I don't know. It just didn't work as much for me this time. I guess but you've got to show it, though. Yeah, you do, and then it's Jim Carrey, so you're just going to let him go over the top. You let him have those those things. What did like, you think of that? Did you find that funny this it, time, Johnny? It was okay. I remembered it, right? So it wasn't a surprise. And I do like that I'm kicking my ass, but then I, of course, because I'm an idiot, I found myself thinking, like, what are the chances that old man just walks out of that room and goes back to doing whatever he was doing? He'd be like, uh, I need help over here. There's this dude in the bathroom. And then he'd be like, I saw him kicking his own ass and that would be all crazy. That's yeah, not he what even told there. Jim Carrey that he was kicking his own ass. Yeah, so he just what, went back to his office or back to yeah, the Yeah, and never reported it to anyone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Honestly, I, I got to tell you, if I see somebody in there just beating the shit out of themselves, I'm not calling security. <laughs> They're not hurting anybody. <laughs> I guess. Beat the fuck uh, out of yourself. I'll allow it. Yeah. I I do love that he doesn't get away with it. And uh, but my my favorite scene in the whole movie is his questioning of Kenneth Falk, where he's like, "Not object," and and then he's like <laughs> yelling that he stuffed her like a turkey and he's gobbling like a turkey and jumping up and down. That whole questioning period is like really really funny to me. Everything about it. I like the, the way it starts. Yeah, the way it starts where he's like, uh, he asks an easy question and he gets the answer he wants and he's like super happy. Carrie plays it really <laughs> well. And then he just gets into trouble and it, and in these counter count, contradicting himself, like, I want this, not objection. And it, the judge is like, what the fuck are you doing? And the way he handles it, I don't know. I, just, I end up laughing by the end of that scene. I lot. do too, except for the guy playing the boyfriend guy. Yeah. I hate him so much. What's with that guy? Why do I hate him too? He just looks like a sleazy cigarette smoking, whiskey drinking womanizer. He looks, he God looks damn perfectly douchey. hateful, but also his acting just is like there's a visceral, <laughs> like physical reaction inside of me. 
He's like, <laughs> yeah, I did. I humped her brains in. That's also part of it. He says humped. And you can't say fucking humped if you're older than 13. If you're 13 and you put your dick in somebody, you humped them. Great job. There's a lot of other things that fall into the category. Once you're past 13, you don't hump anymore. You, you, it's a whole different fucking nomenclature. Hump is the worst word. Yeah. You could have said that, bang. Yeah. You could have said the banger bang. brings out or something like that. It's like, have you heard people say cummies? There's nothing that turns my stomach more than that. What what That's is it? Fair. What cummies? It's like a it's like a baby talk way of saying come. Oh, like give me your cummies. Don't give the me guy, your cummies, but give me oh, your Jesus. cummies as a saying. It's disgusting. The, it's horrible. The guy who the guy who played Kenneth Falk, Christopher Mayer, um, also known as Chip Mayer, uh, he played Vance Duke on the Dukes of Hazard show for 19 episodes. When for whatever reason they didn't have Bo and Luke Duke. On the show, so he was the he was a secondary Duke of Hazard. Oh, I think that the last season those guys quit or something, and then they he had their like cousins. That. They did their cousins or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Vance were, and you know, were jumping the cars and <laughs> and and running away from running the police away. All the time. And shipping moonshine all over the place. They weren't. Oh yeah, that's those right. They boys. Made moonshine too. Um, what was I gonna say? Okay, so um. What else about the the the, um, the film do we think um, d- is does Jim Carrey's shtick? I've seen him so much right since. At this time, this would have been like all fairly new. Like the mask, he's pretty over the top. Uh, and Ace Ventura's, <laughs> yeah, right. Like so, by this point, like you knew what to expect, and it kind of filled that void. But now it's like it feels like that time has passed. So. Some of the some of the comedy in this just doesn't hit me in the same way. And for in this movie, like it's not necessarily that he's doing anything wrong. Um, I don't know. There's just like the movie does seem to drag um, at times, just because. I think we we all said that Ace Ventura held up surprisingly. I was very all I was surprised myself that we all liked that so much. But I think the humor is so different in that movie than in this movie and this movie like as much as they make fun of Carrie Eloise for being schmarmy and Magoo this movie is Magoo it's so fucking Magoo like like so like it's so weird that it mocks that type of that type of stuff in the movie and it that this movie is so syrupy and fucking (laughs) sentimental and like the whole especially like the last like 10 minutes of this movie also, I find that the last ten minutes doesn't they 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 cross a a barrier of reality that the movie creates. Like when Jim Carrey drives his car and he speeds and he goes through red lights and stuff, that's all seems grounded in reality. But when he gets inside the airport and rides on a conveyor belt and comes out <laughs> and then steals a stair case that can go as fast as an airplane that is taxiing to take off. And then ride up beside the plane and look inside the windows and then speed in front of the plane and throw well, the his plane, shoe the at plane the was taxiing. plane. I'm just saying that thing is not designed. It's designed to, to drive up to the airplane and people walk up it. It's not designed to race down a... God, and and he, and he controls it so... Wait, wait till you find out the never, kid puts a curse on his dad. Yeah, okay. I mean, we can't we can't thing. we can't just look at some things that are grounded in fantasy 
And then there's like this hero moment where he drives the cars to a taxi. But, but the kid did not put a curse on the fucking conveyor belt fucking stair thing. That's what I'm saying is. His, but I'm his, saying we're in a world in where movie. we're in a world where these things are possible. So a little thing like driving the stairs to me. But we are. We are in a world where that's possible. But no, but nothing like that. Oh, the world so proves itself over and over again to be ridiculous. But it's no, but I'm, what I'm saying is it's ridiculous. But the the physical world is grounded in a reality that that makes no sense whatsoever to me. It doesn't it doesn't fit the movie. It's almost like that's Naked Gun. That the, the end of the movie became a Naked Gun thing. And this is yeah. not Naked Gun. I mean, it's I silly. Doesn't it's sillier than for me. Yeah, I mean, at that point, after after seeing again, part of the selling bit is like that people tolerate Jim Carrey, which just opens up a few extra fantasy things that I won't, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, it, <laughs> we definitely noticed it both Nat and I, when we were watching it, it was like, uh, not fucking likely any of this. And then of course, like, it's like, it, Oh, he just happens to be right at the seat where his son is and all that shit. He'd be like in jail for the rest of his days for doing that shit as well. But I guess it was pre nine 11. So he um, also, yeah. he also like, his his accident with the stair car, where he flies off it, and he lands shatters his legs. He lands perfectly on luggage, and then says he broke both his legs. How the fuck did he break both his legs? He shouldn't have been hurt at all, based on it's what I saw. It's luggage, not pillows, and there's a luggage cart there that has hard edges. <laughs> and he was flying and spinning, so he's but lucky he, he's alive. He should have well, died there and he, scarred his kid for life. He should have died there. <laughs> What about his arms then? He didn't break his arms, just his legs? <laughs> Jesus, I'm not a doctor. I can't analyze the projected fucking injuries on a guy. He broke his legs. That's good, isn't it? The last 10 minutes of the movie just seems like a completely different movie. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and I, I not a good, I, and it does not seem like a good movie either. It seems like a no, different movie that is bad. The wrong thing happens at the wrong time now at the end of this movie because Raid is like the hero is supposed to be coming through and saving the day. Uh, a normal man is having his heart torn out and he finds out that he's been a fucking pawn in a power struggle. That's really uncomfortable for me. So the ending doesn't all have the same achieved uh, effect. True. And then I and then I hate then I really don't like the scene after where they end up getting together because then it's just not something that I needed. It it adds extra. Ooh, everything's fine and they won the lottery you know like just throw it in what else do we need like just I wanted it, the whole thing was supposed to be about him getting back together with his son um, but goddamn, he gets the woman as yeah well. I it's said just that too early much. on in the movie when me and Brent were watching it there's a really good line so I will give credit some of the credit to the writer once again where he says to his wife in a moment that actually lands and it's sentimental but lands is he said I lost you like don't don't also make me lose our son and i'm like that's a really good line and that's what the movie's about but that is not what the movie's about the movie's about his whole family getting back together he gets to go live with his wife again he gets to be married to his wife again and he gets his kid he gets to be the perfect dad it's just too much it's too fucking much this movie is like a christian allegory where it's like (laughs) all the the devilish pursuits of your career and your sex and your all that stuff and what you really need to do is quit that corporate job and settle down and fucking with your wife and kid and do all the right stuff it's a well you guys said it it's very magoo i think that the nature of this is very uh 
vanilla. But it's a Jim yeah. Carrey movie. Yeah, no, that's true. But Ace Ventura is not vanilla. Ace Ventura has... <laughs> the end of the movie <laughs> has him revealing the person's had a penis tucked in <laughs> between their butt cheeks. And he shows everyone and they all start puking to the crying game. <laughs> that's why that's good. <laughs> Mr. Winky. <laughs> that's why that's incredibly homophobic. It's very homophobic and we did discuss that as well. Yeah. It was definitely a different time. But yeah. that's what makes it for you. Like I, I kind of was thinking. I'm just like, saying it's not smart. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I set you up. Was this, was this trying to be more of a family comedy um, but then I think of like the aggressive sex that ends up occurring and yeah, but the this sex maybe is really is... kind of vanilla sex. There's no like risky business to it. I guess there's a lot she of jumps on him, she bites him. The courtroom yeah, and stuff with the, there's a lot of talk about sex and stuffing things and <laughs> which is all so much worse than just actually saying what happened. And, and it always is when people try and, and try and use some kind of like nice way of saying shit. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's very cartoony. Th- yeah. It, 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 yeah. I just, um, yeah, not, not exactly for kids, but young adults, you'll get it. You'll get it. See, funny. See the man fall down. Ha laugh now. I don't know. Really? The biggest issue for me is just time, time passing over on this movie, which at one point was funny on the surface. I didn't think about the deepness of it, but now that it's older and I've seen it so many times and just was in a mood, I guess, when I watched it and (laughs) saw a lot of, uh, I don't know, like it's not trying to be anything crazy. And at times the movie does kind of motor forward in a not awful way. You always know what's going on. They do a good job of raising the stakes when first like she gets the whiff that she might be moving to Boston, they reveal that at a good time to make things a little harder on Fletcher. And then he continues to get challenged. So like structurally there's like some things that end up working. Um, but I just, the comedy is not as funny, but the stuff you're also talking about the structure that does work. And I agree with you there about the stakes being raised. Once again, the fact that she doesn't love this man May they maybe even never have had sex and if they did maybe it was one time she's yeah. gonna move away take away the kid from the father plus how come mr magoo who's fucking mr syrup is gonna take away a guy's kid and like even suggest that if he's such a nice guy which completely contradicts his character as well doesn't make any sense that he's like oh well he, he doesn't see his father anyway just take him away. He what? never takes a stance. Like he honestly doesn't put like he's like, Max, I'll have a great time. And that's yeah. about as far as he's never like, tell your husband to like mind his business. He's never around anyway. He never gets into that side of things. So yeah, that's, um, that's interesting. He just kind of is like, he seems, yeah, but that makes him even worse. He doesn't even address that. He's taking away the kid from his dad. Let me tell yes. you what would drive you nuts as Jim Carrey is coming to pick up your kid Standing there with your kid and your ex having a conversation before you leave. And Carrie Elwes comes up to your kid and goes, hey, let's go play catch. I'd be like, hey, I'm picking up my kid. You can fuck off uh, with your catch until later. Like just he's like very passive aggressive that Carrie Elwes. I find him to be uh, 
to be attacking from the kind side of things. He he seems nice, but he's a wolf in, in sheep's clothing is what I'm saying. Yeah, he's a fucking psycho. I know, and we the only answer that, is he's like, a psycho. If they wanted to show that somehow, see, that would have been more interesting. If they were in love and they and he was a nice guy, but you find out he's not such a nice guy. I mean, that would have been much easier than what the tight rope they fucking try and walk in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it was an unintentional, but in, in just because of time passing, twenty years, twenty something years, it changes it changes the way this this movie feels at the end, and that therefore it does not pay off, and that's unsatisfying. So all you're left with is is Jim Carrey funny enough to to, to um to carry this whole thing, and I at times in- he is. At times he is, a lot of the time, actually. I think, uh, yeah, there's, yeah, absolutely he does. I think you're right. In, in 97, it's hard to imagine, but in 97 too, uh, people weren't as sophisticated when it comes to relationships and and breakups and, you know, and living separately with kids and that type of thing. So this whole movie, like Brent said, is just like, they got to get back together to maintain the family and like, they have to be the mom and the dad that live together. So like that has to get shoehorned into this movie back in 97. No mm. matter whether it's earned or makes sense or whatever, they're going to do that because there's no point in this movie where you you see those two guys falling back in love or that they really are into each other. He just kisses her when the candles go out. That just comes out of no fucking where. Yeah. That's it. Like fuck you. Like you can't do that. Like that's shitty, shitty writing. For as much good writing as there there is in this, there's a lot of bad. It was so unnecessary. You could have ended it at any moment before having any of that scene happen. And that whole scene on the stretcher too is really yeah. Well, that's gotta well. that just you just gotta find another way. I'm sorry to say, but I mean then the, you gotta change the rest of the thing too. Maybe the re, maybe the ending would be salvageable if you just change that relationship with her and Magoo. But alas. 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 Yep. You guys want to do yeah, it? Yeah, it sounds like, like we want to do it. Yeah. Who wants to do it first? I can, I'll, I'll take a stab. If, oh, no, Brent, you, 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 maybe Brent wants to. Do you want to? Brent, yeah, I, I was going to say it doesn't hold up, but Jim Carrey's, like, I, I think he's hilarious. I think he does a good job of supporting the movie, like you just said. I think that he does almost carry it. I think that there's just some parts of this movie that... Um, are too problematic to hold up and I think like one of those things is kind of the story doesn't fully work so I think with a rework on this but I don't know can you edit this into a workable movie I think s- maybe it's so short it's as it'd is be really, it'd be really close yeah but no I mean it doesn't hold up, change. but is it a waste of time? No, you'll enjoy yourself because Jim Carrey's funny and he's able to do a lot with what he's given. Yeah. Yeah, but ultimately it's a no for you? Ultimately it's a no. Yeah, I mean, it is for me too, and Brent's right. Uh, Jim Carrey's performance and the comedy in this movie a lot of the times really shines, but it's, at the it's end not- of the day... Like as for as for like a cohesive, um, well executed story there, that's not here at all. The fact that his wife no longer seems like a good person 
and she actually seems like a really spiteful bad mother who's going to like damage her son and and her husband's relationship with the son because you know like and and move away with a guy she moved to like a whole nother city with another oh, person yeah. that she does not fully love or is committed to is insane like once again I, I i there's so many characters that don't the motivations don't make sense they don't seem real or believable and people can say that that's a comedy but that's bullshit it, that should not that should not be the case that's not an excuse whether yeah. it's a comedy a drama or a horror movie the characters got to make sense and it just takes rewrites it's all it takes this movie could have been rewritten a couple of times and you could have had a much better movie it doesn't hold up as it is though yeah i think the other way to solidify that is um uh the fact that it's like jim carrey is the thing that makes this work any other actor would fall apart this movie would be way way bad so he's just his ability elevates this movie and the other people around him are competent enough to keep keep it going um but but it just it, I don't know, fall short for a couple of different reasons Just comes with that. The script again, yeah. Yeah, it's the characters specifically. Um, they just needed a t- they need a touch up, and I I mean I can't put myself in a ninety seven mindset because I would have been like a year out of high school, so just didn't think about family dynamics and things like that. But now I'm a fucking old man. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't hold up. It just doesn't hold up. Uh, but it, Brent's right. There are a couple of funny scenes. I did laugh out loud a couple of times, like really hard because Jim Carrey is, is a good, honest, physical comedian. He's just, he's got that, I, he's got I that ability. Out, he sells it. I bet you I laughed out loud almost once in every scene. Yeah. And it is all, it is all due to Carrey. Yeah. Like once again, you can't fault him. Nope. It, it's, it's, this is the writing. It's, it's definitely the writing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Carrie gives it his all. I mean, the, my favorite thing about this movie is the outtakes. Yeah, those are pretty which funny. Which is why they put them in the end of the movie, which was smart. But <laughs> that should not be the best thing about your movie. And see, like, that's, I know, outtakes. it's just, and that's just more of the same, right? Like, they're just like, watch this other way he did it. Watch this other way he did it. Like, you just choose the screen up, so... It's There's just unfortunate. goofing around in those two, which is fun. Like he, yeah, so you can, he was, you, it's ad libbed a lot of the stuff. It would be natural. They'd have like six different ways with slightly different thing, and they'd be like, "This one's the funniest." And mm-hmm. he's making the crew laugh. You know, he was definitely, and they were doing it too. They were. Yeah, it looked like a ton of fun. Her. It did. Oh yeah, but that's what's so great is making this movie probably was like a, a great like two months or six weeks. And a yeah. lot of that shows up on the screen, that 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 excitement and fun. That's what Swoosie says anyway. That is what Swoosie says. Booyah. Over actor. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, okay, well, Liar Liar in the bag going to be coming down uh, to the wire as really bad. I don't know, some watchable stuff. If you've not seen it, check it out. Actually, it's a test for yourself. Like, is... In this day and age, Jim Carrey, if you haven't seen this movie, is Jim Carrey funny in this movie? Would you laugh uh, seeing it for the first time now? Or would it seem like, what is happening? Because, I don't know, this kind of comedy, there's got to be... No, I'm not even going to speak. I don't I don't see a lot of this stuff currently. <laughs> but I know it's probably out there. So, there you go. Um, 
maybe as I'm getting older, I just don't like those kind of heavy physical comedy based movies. Like I assume. Yeah. Anyway, this is personal taste maybe, but whatever we don't like it. So get the fuck out of here. What's up next? Ooh, do you know what is, uh, we unfortunately lost Sidney Poitier. Well, we didn't lose him. We never had him or the body or anything, but, um, he passed away unfortunately. (laughs) And so at that time when it happened, thought it'd be a good idea to do one of the uh because again i'm old now but he was old as fuck so right in the middle is where i would have saw him uh for sneakers would have been pretty much my first exposure to Sidney poitier uh and i remember liking him in this movie and it's got robert redford and uh river phoenix i think um yeah some other uh dan Aykroyd. so yeah let's check out sneakers does that shit hold up ben kingsley Right, it's got a good cast. Got some um, uh, espionage. It's got River Phoenix, like right before he dies, too. Yeah. Younger I think Robert. This is his Redford. last movie. Is I, this one his I last predict. One? I think it is. I predicted that Liar Liar wasn't going to hold up. I'm going to predict that next week that sneakers will hold up. Ooh. I th- uh. I know John's iffy, but I really think this is going to work still. My voice is my passport. Verify me. <laughs> oh my God, that's totally good. It's a random thing to remember in my brain. I actually I remember it too. As soon as you said it, I don't think yeah. it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna hold up. I think the tech stuff is gonna fail, but we'll see. Well, I mean, it's a period piece for sure on the tech. Yep. <laughs> I side with John. That tech is gonna be a disaster. Abysmal. I, I will think, see. But, uh, yeah. but but once again, I feel like the fact that it's a period piece and they have dates and stuff and it's not trying to be a present day movie i feel like well uh it, the, it will be dated but well does that mean it won't translate I yeah don't know. yeah i think the what twist of i think the main twist is just not going to be good enough it's going to be too confusing with no we could have figured it out clues so it's going to be a trick and i don't like movies like that anymore i don't like being tricked aha you didn't see it because we didn't tell you <laughs> you're dumb writing. it could be it could be so we'll see We'll see. Okay, well, uh, and then following that, we got a couple of uh, other good movies. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, A Clockwork Orange, and Arthur. We're going all over the calendar for interesting movies coming up. So check those out. Get them watched, and um, we'll talk about them. Apparently, that's what we do. We're good at it. Yay. Also coming up on 30,000 downloads, baby. Woo! 30,000. Yeah, 30. Great. Oh, nice. Yeah, that is nice. Okay, thanks for listening. It was great to have you. Take her easy, everybody, and as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.